Welcome to Burned by the Firewall, an Occamsec podcast. So hello and welcome back to another episode of Burned by the Firewall uh, with myself and Darren Anderson and Mike Krupka from Occamsec. Uh, we're really excited today to spend some time with Robbie Tyree, a fintech all-star uh, with FNZ. So welcome on board, Robbie. How are you? I'm fine, thank you very much. How's everyone doing? Really good, thanks, Robbie. Good, good. Yeah, Robbie, doing good. It's a pleasure to uh, to finally meet you, I guess, officially, and spend some time with what I would call a fellow islander, uh, having lived in Hawaii for almost eighteen years. Yeah, it's good to good to, good to meet a fellow islander. Um, I wish I stayed somewhere as warm as Hawaii, Mike. Right, right. Winter, winter is always coming where where you are, as we joke on the podcast. Yeah, I um, have been. I have been to Hawaii. Spent three weeks in Hawaii, um, about twenty twenty five years ago. Lovely place, but it's not as beautiful as Scotland. <laughs> I can tell you're a little biased there, and that's okay. Um, but hey, since we're since we are sort of uh, lightheartedly joking around a little bit. Um, before we dive into the meat and potatoes on the show, we'd like to ask our guests a little icebreaker question. Um, and that question for you is going to be, what is your, or what was your favorite piece of uh, childhood technology? Oh, I remember when I was still at primary school, just, I think, coming downstairs on Christmas morning to get my train set. And there in the corner was a ZX Spectrum 48K with a little tiny rubber keys. And I had no idea what it was at the time. I'd never seen a computer before, to be honest. But no, my parents had got me a Spectrum with a black and white CRT TV and a little cassette where to load the cassettes. And I played horoscope skiing for weeks on the back of that. I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. That's my favourite piece of... That was my first introduction to computer and technology in general, probably. Excellent. All it took was that one one Christmas gift to get you hooked on, on computers. That's great. So something else we want to ask you before we dive in again to the contents of the show here, uh, just to get to know you a little bit better, but uh, is there something that most people might not know about you in terms of maybe a hobby or an activity, a, a team or a sporting event, something like that, that you're you know passionate about outside of uh, cybersecurity and, and technology? I like being outdoors um, quite a lot. Luckily, we've got a lot of wide open spaces in Scotland. I'm a very keen road cyclist, but I've recently just got into climbing and bouldering wow. lately as well. So on this weekend, I was at the World climbing championships in edinburgh which was excellent so yeah that's awesome that's exciting and um i'll i'll say it for you robbie obviously hearts football team in edinburgh also takes up a a, a bit of your time yeah a bit of my time yeah that's uh, a bit of passion of mine darren yeah unfortunately we're not we're not a great team but do you know what i mean (laughs) myself obviously as as an aberdeen we do touch on that a little bit on our uh, almost daily calls, Robbie. But um, and and for those listening, of course, um, Robbie's based like myself in 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 Scotland, and as we mentioned, um, with uh, FNZ, a pretty big and an exciting name in in uh, financial services and fintech at the moment. So, uh, I, I guess Robbie, 
for those that aren't aware um, around FNZ, um, if you could just talk a little bit about uh, your role and, and the organisation for us. For those that don't know much about FNZ, we're a very large fintech. We have got approximately 6,000 staff, um, approximately yeah. 600 odd developers there. We've got 15 million customers. We're valued at $20 billion. We've recently had a, a large investment of $1.4 billion last year to help us grow the business. We manage 1.4 trillion assets and we carry out approximately 25 million transactions per month, 99.9% .9 of which are automated. We provide software as a service and platform as a service to the banking industry. Um, we've got roughly 150 clients and growing, and we are huge go boy. We've got clients in New Zealand, EU, Australia, China, UK, Singapore, South Africa, and USA. We're and we're expanding massively in North America at the moment. And so we're a, we're a true global company that's that is growing very very fast. We've got a habit of buying companies pretty much on a weekly basis as well, which is so you can the growth is huge here. There's plenty of opportunities as well. Yeah, we've we've seen that, and obviously we've worked together sort of best part of a year now, Robbie, and that's uh, that pace of acquiring and growth has 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 just picked up at pace, if anything. And um, and in terms of your own uh, role, uh, Robbie, and maybe including a little bit of your background and what what led you to the FNZ uh, position. Uh, so I look after application security globally. For, um, I work as part of the leadership team under Kevin Fielder or CISO. We mainly manage mobile applications, uh, sorry, web applications, but we're branching out into mobile apps, which is a big thing for us going forward. How did I get here? I basically had the same role at um, JP Morgan. Then went contracting, Plaisdale Bank, Virgin Money, Aegon, and ended up here. It was a great opportunity to basically grow the function. Kevin gave me a blank sheet of paper and said, go build. And that's what I've been doing for the last year. Um, there's still plenty of opportunity for us to, to deliver on the application security front. Recently, I've just been given approval to go and hire my own pen testing team. So we'll be taking on some in internal pen testers as well. I'm aware that Ockham Sex big on pen testing. We use them as quite quite frequently for our for our tests, but we're we've got to be expanding into that area ourselves now. So yeah, still we're still growing. Yeah. I've got I've got staff um in the UK and I'll soon be putting an element in the Czech Republic, but I've also got somebody out in Singapore that can manage the APAC region for us. Yeah, it's in exciting times, no doubt. And um as you say, the size of FNZ global basis, you you know, you're growing your internal team, you've you've kind of built up the security function in, in your space, you know, since joining with the company. Um, so from a sort of operational as well as strategy standpoint, then what, what would you say are the biggest challenges, whether they keep you up at night or, or not? Um, you know, so for, for FNZ right now, what are those challenges, would you say, in, in your world? And maybe touch on a little bit of the activities and, and, and actions you've implemented to, to address them? The biggest challenge is the amount of releases that we do for our, for our clients. 
which we need to make sure I've got no security vulnerabilities in them from an AppSec point of view. We do that through a variety of um, methods. We, we rely heavily on two for that. So we do SAST. Um, we are rolling out software composition analysis. We do misuse case testing. Um, and we also do pen testing. Um, we've got a lot of pen test companies that we work with. But um, we're branching massively into the automated pen testing side of things because we see that as an area that's quite exciting in the market. In fact, it's probably the most exciting thing that I've seen in a while in application security, and I've been doing this a few years now. And that is going to change the industry, I think. So it's it's nice to be partnering, partnering with a company like OcomSec that are there at the start of this, this venture. But that's, that is a, a huge area of growth as well. I keep mentioning that word growth, but um, I do see see that as something that's going to grow arms and legs in our industry. Um, so yeah, so challenges is just the, the amount of change, the amount of delivery that, that happens here. Um, we need to keep abreast of, abreast of that by ensuring that we've got all the controls and the processes in place to make sure that we're not chasing our tail. So there's a whole shift left thing, which I think we'll touch on shortly anyway, but we need to make sure that we are checking at each stage of the development life cycle. And that, that starts from security architecture at the very beginning, right through to pen testing and checking in production as well, where we can. Yeah, that's interesting, Robbie. And, uh, you know, thanks for mentioning, uh, you know, what Occam said uh, do with you. And whilst we won't turn this into an infomercial, it is uh, really interesting. I think the you know the 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 paradigm shift really that we see um and at least there's a lot of appetite for um uh, you'd probably agree robbie that in the past the kind of point in time once or twice a year pen test it it comes with with some risk itself right mainly sure. because of time no you're you're absolutely right darling there's a whole shift left which is i absolutely hate that terminology shift left it's been going about for years right uh Honestly, I'm sick of hearing that. But it's true, it's shift left, but it's also shift right as well. We need to ensure that us as security professionals are not only checking for things before release, but also checking for vulnerabilities as, as they happen when your applications are in production. Uh, I'm thinking of Log4j, for example, which everybody was aware of around about Christmas time, or whenever it was. But um, yeah, that, that's, that's a good example there. Um, that can catch people unawares. Um, so we need to make sure that we've got controls that we can actually check for things like that that are that are in production. So it's a whole make sure that you shift left, but also have processes and controls for shifting right, right as well in the life cycle. Right. Yeah, definitely have to remain uh, able to shift quickly uh, and be kind of uh, nimble on your feet, if you will, or agile. Mm -hmm. um, so... You, you know, you mentioned growing fast. You, you mentioned that word a lot. And I think it's exciting word to say. Um, it's exciting to go through growth, but it typically comes with a lot of challenges, um, especially if you're growing fast, uh, especially operationally. So just, just curious, um, you know, what has been some of those challenges for you? And if there's, you know, any sort of different tools or, or processes that, that you've leveraged from your past experience with JP Morgan, or yeah. or whatever it might be to to help you know improve your your resiliency. Yeah, I mean, 
as I said, I've been basically giving a blank sheet of paper and go build, Mike. So it's been easier than what a lot of people might expect. Um, automation is key for us. As I said, that we automate 99.9% of transactions and we've got 25 million transactions a month. That is something that we need to make sure is implemented from a security point of view. We do that by automating any code changes through pull requests and effect for our static analysis. We ensure that the developers have got the tools to enable them to download open source components in an automated way without having to go through a manual review process. Mm-hmm. So for example, if it's if it's got a security vulnerability in it, it gets blocked or put into a quarantine for us to look up. But if it doesn't, there's no approvals necessary. It just gets put into a bill of materials for, for use throughout the entire organization. So there's, there's things like that. And uh, again, automated pen testing, where it's basically fire and forget. And we only get notified if there's a vulnerability found. It's things like that that, that we are trying to do um, here. And we're, we're doing it quite successfully as well, I've got to say. So um, touch wood, it's, it's going okay so far. Um, we're relying heavily on our, our suppliers like yourself to help us on that journey, though. Um, so innovation is another thing that, that's key for us. Um, if, if you're not innovating, you're, you're basically, you've got to get left behind in this market, as you know, because IT never stays still. It's the one thing I hate about it. You've got to keep reinventing the wheel and yourself in some respects. Challenges for us is um, infrastructure-wise, we are using all cloud providers as well. So we've got to make sure the controls are consistent across all of our cloud suppliers, our cloud providers as well. So, yeah, it's there is challenges there, but there's opportunities as well. I'll give you an example of an opportunity that, that we've, we've found recently. Um, there's been no security architecture done here uh, until I joined. So we've implemented a technical design authority that looks at our, our core code base for any changes happening in that, and that's done run out in New Zealand. But... We are now expanding that globally as well. So the security architecture function is growing arms and legs as we speak. Yeah, that's. Uh, the, I remember you mentioning that before, Robbie. And um, um, I think another interesting part about you know the engagements we've worked on together, and 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 obviously the experience that you and your team have um, that's worth touching on as well is, you know, by the nature of your role, you are dealing with a real disparate set of project teams globally right so um that that also presents its uh its own challenges doesn't it oh, well first of all you've got a time difference that's that's the main thing but um a lot of clients have got different security requirements some use different risk criteria than what others do or what even what fnz does we've got to meet that for each in particular right? each client there's also the regulators across the globe to take into consideration we need to keep make sure that, that they're happy with what we're releasing meets their regulatory requirements. So there's that aspect as well. Nothing straightforward. There's no there, there is templates that we can use, right? But again, it's on a per client basis. So we've got to engage with the clients as well as the project teams in many cases. That's it. And yeah, I mean, I find that really interesting because you know, as you just said, Robbie, you have your own expectations and standards that you set and the way to deliver your role. But yeah, it's it's always going to be a bit nuanced or customized depending on you know what the project team in any 
specific application you're mm-hmm. you're maybe working on is. So, you know, since you uh, told us how much you love the concept of shift and left, Robbie, and that you wanted to talk a bit more about it, I'm going to give you that that opportunity now. So, um, but it is an interesting area because you know y- you've brought it up a few times in, in our engagements between Alcomsec and FNZ and. Um, for those that maybe are thinking, what do you mean by shifting left? Can you just talk us through a little bit about it and, and how you are looking at it specifically as well? It's about making sure you've got security controls, processes and checks in place as far left, as far early in the development life cycle as you possibly can. Right. Um so at the design phase, for example, we've got the technical design authority set up so we can look at it from an archi- architectural point of view, at which point security can shout out, yeah, we've got an issue here, you need to change your design, go and change it, come back and re-socialise it. We then move on to the development stage where the devs get to play about with their tools. We then need to automate the security controls, what I mean by that is each time we do a pull request, we'll run a static analysis scan, a software composition analysis scan. Um, and the devs are, are notified early of any security defects, so it gives them a fighting chance to fix it or speak to us to get things risk accepted before they're due to go to release. Um, we run pen tests and we do automation automated pen tests which can take place throughout the development life cycle as we all know now and it just makes sure that we've got no surprises as I said when it comes to changing the release board so there's there's hardly anything getting risk accepted and it not only helps us for a project point of view but with the whole three layers of defence the information security risk team who are in effect checking our homework when they do their checks they're finding less things as well so it helps the the, the whole organization and it also gives confidence to the customers as well that's and that's the main thing it's all about the customers a lot of people forget that but you're actually although you're an internal process you're there to deliver secure products but should security should be not an add-on it should be embedded at each stage and be a core function of the product it was kevin that actually told me that one by the way it should be a, a core function of each product so we can give confidence to the, the our clients. Yeah, absolutely. And I think overall, if you look at the you know shifting left in that cycle too, it's it's a big uh, efficiency provider for the organization, right? It helps you guys uh, streamline your assets, um, essentially saving money and time. Um, so it's it's interesting to hear you talk about that. And I think looking at where we're at right now on the calendar, Robbie, you know, we're surprisingly almost to the end of the year. Um, curious if in addition to what you've shared already, like, is, is there anything big that, that you have on the horizon for the end of the year this year and, and looking into, uh, 2023? Yeah, we actually started our, um, strategy planning for 2023. Um, I met with a security champions now, if anybody doesn't have a security champion program in place, do it. It is a free quick win. That's where you've got specific people with security mindset or focus usually they're developers or a a development lead for example but it can be anybody that's interested in security it can be a project manager whatever but for us it's a single point of contact for each project where we can go to security champions now the, the reason i say it is 
I had a meeting with the security champions last week to ask them what they wanted included in our 2023 application security strategy. It's a two-way thing with us here at FNZ where we are actually asking the people with the boots on the ground what they're looking for, what they would like to see. So we had that meeting last week. They've put some things in, but the, the big ticket items for me is keep going with security architecture. We want to do some threat modelling um, within within my team. So we, we want to roll that out big time. Mobile apps is becoming more and more prevalent in FNZ. I mean, um, we've got a handful just now, but um, we're expecting that area to be um, um, huge growth for us. Um, more automation, obviously, as much as we, as, as many transactions as we can automate within security, the better. Um, we're looking at tools for reporting where we can see um, output in, in one tool set across our entire estate um, for security. And we're also looking, you'll be pleased to hear, to expand our automated pen testing capability which we see as, as key for a lot of things, actually. Um, one, it's got to save us a lot of time organising manual tests to free up resources in, in my team. It's got to save us a lot of money at the end of the day, and it's going to give our clients confidence that their applications are being tested on a 24-7, 365 days a year basis. So uh, it's, it's an area where it's not something that's a nice to do, in my opinion. It's a must-do. In my opinion, we must do this. It, there's just so many benefits from it that it's something that I think we have to go down, when, especially if we've got so many applications on the go here. I mean, at the moment, we've got approximately 80 apps, but that's estimated to, to be by the end of the year, about 110. So, and then next year, with all the acquisitions that we've bought this year, they've got to be moving their application stack and FNZ's infrastructure and we'll have to own them as well from a security point of view. That's it. And I mean, it's some of the biggest names in finance you guys work with, right, all around the world. So, yeah, it's um, it's it's only going in, in one direction. And, yeah, it's really interesting on the mobile bit as well. I know we spoke a little bit about mobile apps and APIs and, you know, these areas that are only going to become more and more, especially in financial services where... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Darren... I it caught us off guard this year. I'm being honest, right? Um, we when we found out about this, we quickly had to develop a set of mobile security standards. We also had to take urgent action with security controls, and the way we did that is we insisted that jailbreak detection software was put in place on the mobile devices, um, and that was that was rolled out to the clients that are were developing mobile apps for. So that's that's the first thing, but. We are looking at um, specific tooling to do some static analysis from a mobile perspective because we don't have that just now. So there's, there's there's going to be there's definitely got to be some changes in that space for us. And for those um, who maybe are interested in in learning a bit more about FNZ, any of the initiatives you're involved with, anything you want to plug generally, Robbie, um, anything you'd you'd add on you know, any particular blogs or FNZ content you would you would mention? No, just follow us on, on LinkedIn. Um I've started posting a few things on, on LinkedIn from the AppSec space. Yeah. And I've seen actually just today I did see a few new things popping up. And I know Kevin, your CISO, um does put some interesting stuff up there as well. So um 
that's, 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 that's good to know. Well, well, Robbie, hey, thanks for thanks for joining us and taking some time out of your day. We appreciate you, uh, again, joining the show, sharing your insights and your thoughts. Um, again, it was a pleasure meeting you officially. Um, to our listeners, you, you heard Robbie, you know, give him a follow on LinkedIn where you follow us already. Uh, you can catch all the updates about Occamsec and FNZ and, and what's happening in both of our worlds there. Um, and as always, thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to catching you next time here on Burned by the Firewall. Mm-hmm.